The EP Podcast. Heard everywhere podcasts can be found. And always at theeppodcast.com. And belly on up to my nine-foot homemade oak bar, pour yourself a cold one. My name is Chris Lanuti, Hannah Beth at the other end of the bar, and Dr. David Beckman, one of our guests, joining us today on the EP Podcast. We've got lots to talk about in 30 minutes of good for Evergreen Park, and it's all brought to you by the First National Bank of Evergreen Park. They know that having a bank that can deliver under pressure makes all the difference, and when the pandemic hit, local businesses needed help securing Paycheck Protection Program loans. So they turn to the First National Bank of Evergreen Park. Their employees work to help 13 local businesses get more than $3 million in loans and save more than 200 local jobs. They can also make a difference for you with personalized banking solutions you can rely on. Learn more at bankevergreenpark.com slash for you, member FDIC, equal housing lender. Seems like the weather is going to warm up a little bit. That's a good thing, especially because I'm a t-ball coach now, and I'm going to be outdoors for a lot of games. <laughs> I can't wait for this. I, I cannot wait. I don't know if it was a good idea. Uh, like, I used to coach my daughter in the EPGSL, and I did it from not when she was at a super young age, but when, when she was still younger, and it was fun. And then it became very competitive, and then it was, like, psychotic. But they were old enough to kind of handle it, those kids, like, towards the end, right? I mean, it was, like, right before high school. The kids weren't psychotic. It was the parents, The parents get psychotic, but the kids are competitive enough that they're okay with a little competition, right? Parents always go a little bit too far. Yeah. All right? And one of the more prevalent questions that I get from parents on my t-ball team is, why aren't we having more practices? To which my response is, they're hitting a ball off of a tee everybody gets the bat in every inning and the last kid that comes up gets an automatic home run and we go on an hour-long time limit don't keep score how many practices do you think we need for that (laughs) the coaches stand in the field right I mean like I'm standing on the mound to instruct the infield there's another coach in the outfield instructing them a kid starts. A kid hits the ball at the tee, and you run alongside of them to show them where first base is. The game is a practice. Like I've gone for, yeah. and, and I think what's happening here is that I am now the old fogey. Like when I was young, and these were like my first two kids. Like when Audrey and Dominic were little, I was a first-time parent, right? Yeah. So everything was super important, right? I had to be super involved in everything they were doing, and I had to be like, like you know. What's going on here? Like, you know, I mean, like, even if you didn't say something in a coach, like, why didn't my kid bat there? Like, you might not say it, but it runs through every parent's head. Every Any parent that says otherwise is lying to you, okay? When you watch, like, your kid play a sport, you're like, did he get as much time as those other kids? I'm not going to say anything to that coach, but I'm paying attention. Like, I mean, every parent does it. Every parent does it. Now, when you get older, you don't care. You realize all this stuff works itself out. You realize that the kids that went and did, like, the four or five extra camps a year when they got older, they really aren't that far ahead of the kid that didn't do the camps, okay? They're all pretty much in the same spot. If you're talented and good at a sport, you're going to be good. doesn't really matter. If you're bad at a sport, no amount of parents pushing you is going to all of a sudden make you a, an American League all-star or have you playing in the NHL. That's not happening, 
Okay. It just doesn't work that way. So when you're older and you've seen it the first time, now to go back again and start over with Nick at the age of five, when I have two kids, one in high school and the other one that's trying to pick which one he's going to right now, like now I have the perspective of calm yourself down. It's going to be okay. <laughs> like, like I need a, I just want to get myself a shirt that says, calm down. It'll be okay. And every time a parent says something, I'm just going to point at my shirt. How many kids are on a t-ball team? How many do you bench? I don't know. <laughs> you're really not. You're really not coaching them at this age. It's more right. like it's more like herding cats. Like you're Does just. Everybody gets to stand on the field at once. You have like three people on first base and no, two on no, right I field. Think, I don't think that's how it works. They get to stand at positions, but they're all going to rotate in and out and play okay. everywhere. Like okay. I'm not going to have set positions. Like, right. I want to be a pitcher. Sounds great. Go try it. I want to play first base. <laughs> awesome. You know, I want to stand in right field and pick my nose. Pick me a winner. <laughs> like, that's where I'm at. Like, I, I once coached, I, I actually coached one year of, like, real little kids when my my son and my daughter played baseball before she went over and started playing uh, softball with EPGSL. And as a coach that year, my whole goal was to make sure that they were at least paying attention so they didn't get hit in the face with the baseball. Okay. And I spent the entire year yelling at this kid who would stand at third base and would get distracted and would turn his back to what was going on in the game to watch cars drive by. <laughs> and every game, I would yell out his name and yell him to turn around. I can't remember what his name is. Let's just call him Joseph. I'd be like, Joseph, turn around! <laughs> Joseph would turn around. And then like two pitches later, I'd be sitting there and I'd be telling one kid to do something. i look over at third base. I'd be like, Joseph, turn around! <laughs> and I would do this. 27 times a game, week after week after week. Second to last game of the year. Hot shot off the bat. Guess who hasn't turned around yet? Joseph. Joseph. Hits him right in the (gasps) back of the head. Oh, no. Some kid got a hold of a pitch, which is so rare when they're little like that, and rocketed this thing over to third base and hits Joseph right in the back of the head. (laughs) Joseph goes down like a ton of bricks. I'm like, oh, my God, I killed Joseph. Like, I didn't do it. But, like, I'm like, I took my eyes off of Joseph for one second. I only told him to turn around, like, 5,000 times, and Joseph's down, right? (laughs) I run over there, and before I get there, here comes his mother. His mother cuts me off to get to Joseph. I'm like, oh, my God. He's getting up, and I'm standing. I'm like, the mother's going to turn around and yell at me. The mother's going to turn around and yell at me. The mother's going to turn around and yell at me. And the mother turns around, tells Joseph, look at your coach. This man's been telling you to turn around for the last three months. Every game, he's yelling, Joseph, turn around. Joseph, turn around. You deserve it. And she sent him in the car. He said, you're the greatest parent of any kid I've ever coached in my life, and I hope he's okay. <laughs> and I hope he's okay. <laughs> she was like, he's a dummy. He deserved it. He's a dummy. And then she went back Joseph. to watch the rest of the game, even though her kid wasn't in it. She made him walk it off and rub some dirt on it. <laughs> I want an entire team of parents like that woman. <laughs> It is now time for your EP podcast, Word on the Street, brought to you by our good friends over at Cool Clouds Vapor Shop. They are on a mission to help people get off of cigarettes, and they have the products to help you. Visit them today at 3837 West 95th Street, right here in Evergreen Park, or at coolcloudsvapor.com. The Moderna vaccine is now available through the Evergreen Park Pharmacy located on the first floor of the Mary Potter Pavilion over at Little Company of Mary Hospital. 
2850 West 95th Street. You can register online or if you know somebody that does not do very well on the internet and they just want to use a phone number, they are helping you sign up now through the Village Hall. Give a call over to the Village of Evergreen Park, 708-229-3341. Leave a message on that line, name, and phone number. They will fill out the online form and arrange to have the pharmacy call them to set up the appointment. This is big news for residents without internet access or anybody else who's been having a hard time getting a vaccine. We're going to talk vaccines in just a few moments here with Dr. David Beckman. The weather should get much nicer this week and you might want to go to the driving range. The Evergreen Park driving range is open right now. It's credit card sales only. That's your EP podcast word on the street. Found everywhere podcasts can be found and always at the eppodcast.com. And folks, before I continue this podcast, I want to tell you a little bit about my friend, Larry Liebforth. Larry was born and raised right here in Evergreen Park and has been in business for almost 30 years. I continuously see him volunteering his time with local sports associations, helping out the kids, helping raise money for charity. And what you need to know is that Larry is there in case you need some help as well. For nearly 30 years, the law offices of Lawrence G. Liebforth have been handling every kind of law you can think of, from personal injury cases to real estate dealings. If you need a will drawn up or representation in a criminal case, it's good to know you have local representation available, rooted in the community with decades of experience. Located over at 4001 West 95th Street in Suite 200, Give him a call for any of your legal needs, 708-499-6300. The law offices of Lawrence G. Liebforth, here to help you. Joining us on the phone line right now, we haven't talked to him in a while because the election took over the hearts and minds of everybody in Evergreen (laughs) Park, and we didn't get a chance to really hang out with our favorite neighborhood doctor from Family First Medical Group on the on the east side of Evergreen Park, right along Western Avenue. Dr. David Beckman's on the line with us. How are you, Doc? Doing well, Chris. Hi, Hannah. How are you guys? Hey, Doc. Doing good. Hannah was telling me and everybody on the last uh, episode that came out about uh, how you are super responsive and that she can ask you questions anytime, which I thought was hysterical because I just text you randomly and I don't think I've ever had (laughs) a visit inside of your office and you respond to me too. Do you ever get a break from all these ridiculous questions that people have? Isn't this what WebMD is for? <laughs> There's some days that, uh, that the questions come in fast and furious, but, uh, but you know, when I'm working out, I respond when I can. So that's part of, that's part of the gig. All right. So the reason I had you on is uh, I feel like we're reaching a turning point here. And as we've had you on before, because I think that things get really confusing for people, they start looking at CNN, Fox News, MSN, MSNBC, uh, the the national news. They get themselves worried about the the hype machine, how things are. I mean, I get email blasts that will sit there and tell me something really scary in the headline, and then I read the actual story, mm-hmm. and it's something different. And we are now, yeah. I think, reaching a point where most people that were probably in the most danger have been able to get a vaccine. And I read something recently that within the next two to four weeks, the belief is there'll be vaccines sitting on shelves because they will have more of them on hand than people signing up to get a vaccine. Is that is that true? Or have you heard anything about that? 
Yeah, I think that it depends on where you are in the in the country, but but yeah, the thought is that probably sometime within the next month, um, the uh, the the urgency to get a vaccine and the and the difficulty in finding an appointment is probably not going to be much of a barrier anymore. Um, and you're right that around 70% of uh, patients in the most vulnerable age group, which is 65 and older, have received vaccines. So that's why we've seen the uh, mortality rate from COVID um, and the deaths, the national deaths drop significantly for a, for a while now. Um, you know, most of the people that were getting the most sick and getting and dying uh, have now been protected. And so that's definitely a good thing. Yeah, I want want to follow up on that one because that gets to a point that I wanted to ask you about. We see these things every once in a while. These I saw one in an email blast this past week. Numbers going up of infected with COVID again. Mm. But on the other hand, the mortality rate seems to be dropping because those that are getting sick are the ones that were going to survive this. We talked a long time ago about the amount of people that actually will get COVID, not get a lot of symptoms, or will survive it and not get serious COVID, and that this was always for people that were older or had certain health issues. And you might have undiagnosed health issues in a young person that it would also affect, but we're we're weeding those people out now. So the, the pool of people that the disease can actually infect it's not the same pool anymore. There's actually far more healthy people that can survive COVID in those that aren't vaccinated yet. Is, am I reading that right? That, yes, that's definitely true. Um, the The cases going up also coincides with the fact that um, more kids are going into school, more extracurricular activities are happening. And so um, when you're when you're socializing more and you're getting together more, you're going to assume that you're going to have more infections and that's kind of to be expected. And the thing is, we're looking for those infections now because basically any child that has some mild respiratory symptoms cannot go to school unless they get a test. And so uh, there, there have been a number of kids that we've seen that have said, you know, they, they had a little bit of sniffles or they thought they had allergies and they end up testing positive for COVID and that's happening a fair amount. So we have to definitely maintain perspective here. A lot of people get, I think, um, a little bit uh, confused and over, uh, I think concerned about the cases going up. But when you see that the, the deaths are, are down and they continue to be down, that's good. And, and even though we did see a little bit of, of, a spike in cases nationally a few weeks ago. In the last two weeks, it's plateaued again. So um, there was this concern that we would have some massive surge. I don't see any evidence of that happening at this point. I, I want you to kind of explain the mortality rate for children because I want to. I want to make sure that people understand. We might not be able to vaccinate those that are under sixteen, but it seems to be very, very, very rare that a child passes from COVID. That's right. Um, the mortality in Illinois for a ch- uh, for someone under the age of 20 from COVID-19 is 0.008%. Wow. Um, and, and actually that, I think, is 
is a little bit high because there are probably a lot of kids that have had COVID that just weren't sick enough to really look and check. So I'd say at worst, the mortality is 0.008%. Let's say that I haven't gotten a vaccine yet because I haven't. I I, I don't know. You know, <laughs> because I look, haven't. I, I, haven't got, I haven't gotten one because to me, this never bothered me. I, some people might not like that I say that, but my biggest concern were my parents. I wasn't worried about my kids because you came on this show all the time and talked about the fact of how rare it would be for something bad to happen to my children. I wasn't concerned about my wife and I because the two of us weren't in a bad age, age range, and I don't think we're terribly unhealthy. We don't have diabetes. I don't have any kind of issue that I have to worry about. And I, so really I was just concerned about my parents and I put on the mask and I protected other people, but I wasn't really concerned about me. Like to me, if I were to get this and I were to die, then my number came up because I wasn't that worried that it was actually going to give me something serious or kill me. Okay. And the numbers kind of backed that up on the other. And then also with the crush for vaccines, I see people like my parents who are struggling my wife's, uh, his, my wife's parents couldn't find a vaccine for me to jump in line when I'm not somebody who's essential, when I'm not somebody that is in danger, didn't seem right. So I haven't gotten around to getting it because I was waiting for that point where, hey, it's readily available and I'm not getting in the way of somebody who really, really needs it. So when we get to that point, then I'll consider it. The thing that I worry about is not, is not really me for vaccine side effects. I worry about my daughter. I worry about, and I'm, I keep hearing things that young women are very concerned about taking the vaccine because they, they're worried that we don't have enough data and what is this going to do in terms of not only development of the actual you know young person, but if you're a woman, will it have any effect on you or the baby if you decide one day that you want to have a child? Is this a thing that you've heard a lot from patients? Is this one of the concerns that kind of stand out to you? Yeah, definitely. Um, there, there's been, there have been some concerns about getting a vaccine while pregnant or getting a vaccine if you want to become pregnant soon. And um, unfortunately, nobody can really give you or, or give these patients uh, clear guidance. We can definitely say that we believe that it's going to be okay, uh, but it really is just a belief. Um, everyone has to make their own decision about what they want to do with a shot. I think that if you weigh the risks and benefits and you decide that you really want to protect yourself and get a shot, then you do that. And if you feel like you want to wait, I think that's a totally valid, a valid approach too. And, and I think that we as a medical community, I think do a lot of disservice to not only our patients, but the population as a whole to kind of come down and start mandating uh, vaccines because the worst case scenario would be that we, we actually say everyone needs to go and get the COVID shot. And then, you know, 10 years down the road, we find out that there's something really not very good about the vaccine. Then all other vaccines get thrown in the air. Uh, everyone starts questioning every single vaccine. And we already run into problems with people that don't want to do a tetanus booster or don't want to get measles shots. And you see pockets in communities where there are outbreaks of these infections. So, so I think that there's a chance that there could be significant damage to routine vaccines 
if we end up becoming overly aggressive with a vaccine that we have to remember is authorized under emergency use authorization. It still hasn't gone through the usual FDA approval channels, which in general take four years to approve a vaccine. So I think there is uh, every right to question vaccines, particularly if you're a if you're a person that is generally healthy and has very little risk from the COVID-19 infection. Well, Dr. David Beckman from Family First Medical Group, I appreciate you jumping on and talking with us. I want to give out the information real quick. If anybody ever wants to reach out to you, it's yourffmg.com. You can go on there and uh, check out everything that he has to offer. There's a a nice picture of him, you know, easy. (laughs) He's a good-looking gentleman, <laughs> you know. Nice I trust him. I trust him with. I trust him with my uh, my medical things. He's got a very trustworthy face. Can you imagine if, like, you went to a doctor's website and he looked like Igor or something like Igor. that? <laughs> yeah, and you're just <laughs> like, oh my god, Igor. like that guy might be doing experiments on me. Like, I would imagine, like, to be a doctor, you got to be pretty photogenic, or you're not going to get any patients. Bad marketing. <laughs> You're looking at the one in the field, right? The picture in the field. <laughs> yeah, the one in the field. That was that's, that's a good one there. <laughs> You know, like it's nice and calm, like come and see me and we'll, we'll walk amongst the dandelions. Dr. David Beckman from Family First Medical Group. Thanks so much for jumping on with us. All right. Thank you. Building relationships, supporting the community and service. These are the things that Country Financial stands for. They're more than just an office you may pass by as you drive through Evergreen Park. They're neighbors who lend a helping hand and support the fabric of your community, including charitable organizations, sports, financial education, and civic organizations. And since Country is already your neighbor, they want to get together and chat. Call your local Country Financial Representative, Mike Thauer, today at 708-425-1559 to talk about the things that are important to you and how he can help you protect them. Remember before the election, we would sit around and laugh at some of the things that were posted in Evergreen Park Facebook groups or yes. like on the patch where people can just post questions. Oh, it's so much fun. And, and and you just go, why is this person so angry or what is this weird thing this person is asking about? We're going to take a journey right now and we're going to go back into Evergreen Park social media. So I'm looking on the Evergreen Park Neighbors Helping Neighbors page, and I'm just trying to find interesting thing that people are talking about. And I have one person on there. I've, I love this one. Looking for a newish bumper for their car. A newish. Newish bumper. What, what, what kind of car? I don't know. Is it a truck? Just seems to me like Is they'll just. Is it a just, minivan? They'll take a, a, a bumper, any bumper. All you have to do is provide them with a bumper. And it's got to be <laughs> newish, but not new. They said they would take it, but not that they would buy it from you. They'll take it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, right. they'll take it. They'll, okay. they'll take it. Here's what I can actually answer this question. If I put an old couch on the curb, will it be picked up by the garbage men? There's bulk pickup. We actually, uh, a few episodes ago, had uh, the representative from Waste Management. You can schedule to have that picked up by the garbage man without any problem whatsoever. But also, 
I've always put my couches out in front of the house and somebody just takes it. You ever seen these guys? Oh, the that come scrappers along and just come take by, it? yeah. The scrappers oh, yeah. get it all the time. I'm, that's always been the one fortunate thing of living on 99th Street. In the summertime, dragging an old piece of furniture out. And then I would just crack open a beer and before I finished it sitting on the porch, somebody would pull up and take it. I actually yeah. watched two scrappers argue over who saw it first once. Mm -hmm. While I sat on my porch and watched them. Because I dragged the couch. And this couch had dog hair on it. The, the, a cat had peed on it because we had a house guest. That's why I was throwing it out. This couch was destroyed. It was awful. When people sat near it, they broke out in hives from all the pet dander on it. That's why the it was thrown out because it was a dirty, disgusting, awful couch. And I watched one guy pull up and realize he didn't have a big enough truck. Oh, he no. leaves. He leaves somebody behind who just stands there in front of my house for 10 minutes. Another guy pulls up and he wants to take it right as the other truck pulls up and they have a big argument over who's going to end up taking the thing. So don't worry, just put it out there, somebody will take it. And they normally will ride around like the day before the, the garbage man comes. Yeah. Like the pickers know, you know, the, mm -hmm. the pickers know when trash day is. So just throw it out there a day or so before trash day and you should be fine. So uh, I saw this one guy, he's, uh, I don't know if it's a guy or a gal in the patch who keeps trying to get people to sign a petition about the CSX trains. Uh, for, for what? Petitioning uh, what? To stop them. Like, just to stop them? Well, like just... to put some restrictions on them and stuff like that. And I, I was, I, I've now seen this posted twice. And the last I checked, there were 11 signatures on it. And look, I get it. Like, I don't like the trains blocking things either. But like the majority of the complaints seem to be that the, the house is next to the, the train tracks and the person can't sleep. And I keep thinking to myself, like, I don't remember them laying new track in Evergreen Park in no. the last hundred years. So when you when you bought the house, you, you knew it was next well, it's to like a train. Well, people that moved to Wrigleyville and complained that the ballpark is too loud, you know? Like, it was there first. Right. That's, I mean, it, it, it's so strange to me that somebody gets upset. I mean, I get it. You don't like it. I, I understand. But, like, I went looking for houses in Evergreen Park before I found this one. And I was actually, I actually looked at a beautiful house that was uh, in Evergreen on the, I want to say it was in the the southeast quadrant on the east side of the tracks near where the high school is. Okay, if anybody knows where that is. And it's like a dead-end street. I thought that was great for kids. Yeah. So other kids on the block, I was like, awesome. But the house was the house that was directly next to the tracks. And they were showing me the house and they were really in a hurry to get me in and out of there because they knew the train schedule. <laughs> But I looked at these tracks and I was like, I should know more about this before I get interested. Because my my wife loved the house. Erica yeah. loved the house. Yeah. I was like, eh, right next to train tracks here. So I go walk across the street. Like when he said, okay, have a good day. I'm like, all right. And then I walked across the street and I could actually hear the homeowner going, what's he doing? Because I walked right across the street and knocked on the door of the other guy on that block who was next to train tracks. The guy comes to the door. I'm like, hey man, thinking about uh, this house over here. How often does this train come by? And he goes, a lot. <laughs> And Are I go, and what happens when the train goes by? He's like, everything falls off the shelves. Oh, And I was no. like, all right, cool. And that was, I mean, that's the thing. Like, you got to ask that question before you move in because most people, when they go to buy a house next to train tracks, they're going to ask that question. Yeah. You know? We have a found baseball glove. That's nice. It's right by my house. Oh. It looks like my kids. All right. I got to go take care of that problem. <laughs> Imagine one day out of nowhere, you need your car towed. Who are you gonna call? You have no idea. Right, because none of us think about that until it actually happens. So I'm gonna give you a name, Dreamers Towing and Recovery. 
Located in Evergreen Park, Illinois, they will tow your vehicle, locally or at a long distance, at a very affordable price. What happens when your car needs a jump start? Dreamers Towing and Recovery. What happens when you're locked out of your car? Dreamers Towing and Recovery. You got a junk car, you don't know how to get rid of it, and you just want to move along and get some cash? They buy your junk cars. Covering the EP and the surrounding south side of Chicago, Dreamers is there when you need them with 24-hour service. Call them, 773-410-4549. 773-410-4549. Turn a sudden nightmare into a dream with Dreamers Towing and Recovery. Before we get out of here, a quick update going back to an interview we did a few episodes back with some students from Central Middle School. If you don't remember that show, go back and check it out. All of our shows are available on demand whenever you want to listen to them. If you do remember that interview, the kids got together and put together a program to try to help out local Evergreen Park businesses hit hard by the pandemic. And I have gotten a first draft of their brand new Our American Voice Civics Class newsletter. This eighth grade class is putting out a newsletter each and every week in the month of May. Their newsletter includes coupons, money off for those of you shopping local in Evergreen Park. For example, classmates over at 95th and Millard, 20% off a single purchase for the month of May. But you have to mention the OAV Blooming Business Promotion at checkout. For that deal and others, make sure you're following them on Instagram at OAV Blooming Business. An excellent project put together by those kids. Everybody have a great week. We will see you soon on the EP Podcast. Found everywhere podcasts can be found and always at the EPPodcast.com. Bye-bye, everybody. Another show is wrapped up. Another show's in the books. Another show is wrapped up. And then by the looks, it's going to be a good one. And we'll see you next week. And the nude is Another show is wrapped up, another show is wrapped up, another show is wrapped up, and it's in the books. Another show is wrapped up, another show is wrapped up, and by the looks, it's gonna be a good one. Nudie's Basement, broadcast, Basement, the Nudie's Basement, the Broad Basement. Launcher. The EP Podcast. Heard everywhere podcasts can be found. And always at the eppodcast.com.